1: We are officially in the final hour before the NHL's trade deadline becomes official at 1 p.m. Mountain. It's been a slow Friday so far, but lots to get to still, and lots we're assuming will come down the pipe in the next 59 plus minutes. And what a duo we have to get you there. It's Logan Gordon along with you. Sportsnet today with our special trade deadline coverage edition and very happy to be joined across the table this afternoon by the color voice of the Calgary Flames and the gentleman that kicks off every edition of Sportsnet today. That he'll be along with us for the next two hours. You know him, you love him, it's Peter Labardius. Lou? Yes. Good afternoon, good, sir. Good afternoon. Do you think you can handle being in the same room with me? I think so. For two hours? I think so. Do you think Taylor can handle it? I don't know about that. That's still yet to You know to be what? Seen. We'll
0: figure that out throughout the day. It's, it's a, it's a one-as-we-go kind of thing.
1: We are all hands on deck. You know what? That
0: line, Cameron, can you please record that? Yeah, we'll pull that back. <laughs> okay, please hold
1: that because we'll that, that will be used um, in the next little while. <laughs> We are all hands on deck uh, as we get set (laughs) for the one PM. I love it. Mountain trade deadline in the NHL. We got all the producers you can handle. Cam is here. Taylor is here. The one and only John Khalil is here. Brody on the beat, still hanging out as well, getting some work done. Appreciate uh, all the hard work from our producers today. And uh, Lou, let's start things off with uh, what the people need to know and what's happened uh so far on this Friday trade deadline and like uh, as part of it you know really having the discussion of what's been a pretty crazy week overall oh well, that's the story isn't it it is yeah the
0: story is and we've seen a lot of activity in past years leading up to i mean i think with every passing year frankly logan this day in terms of whoppers isn't what it used to be no, But I, I do not remember a week quite like the last seven, eight, nine days.
1: No, not in terms of quantity and quality. That's the key right there. You can go through and we've had plenty of trade deadlines and you'll remember just as many, Lou, and people listening will remember, oh yeah, we hit 60 trades. That one and half of them were guys you had to Google you had to look up other hockey games you google it
0: there were 40 made already coming into today and as you start as you talked about you know look at the names that have changed places it's become the eastern conference you know arms race that's been the highlight and now the west is slowly but surely the last two or three days whether it's the activity Surrounding Vegas, Dallas, Edmonton. So they're closer to being on board, but prices have been staggering. And in the East, five or six teams have basically declared, despite Tampa still kind of being the place to run through in the East, we're in and we think we can win.
1: So what's happened so far today? The big move occurred earlier on this morning, and this is one that we've been watching for a bit here. The Detroit Red Wings and the St. Louis Blues hook up for a deal. Jacob Vrana on his way to St. Louis. We knew his time was up in Detroit, Lou. He had a stint in the NHL PA, NHL's player assistance program, and for whatever reason, we don't know what, has occurred. Uh, Detroit made it pretty clear that they were ready to move on from the player. Uh, he's been up and down between the American Hockey League and the NHL the last couple of weeks, and today Steve Eiserman finds him a new home. He'll join the St. Louis Blues. Well, this is a really talented player. Let's begin there.
0: And so, in this scenario, I think Detroit was convinced that he's not part of their plans. And I think it's a great chance by a guy who I have utter respect for in Doug Armstrong in St. Louis. Logan, the bottom line is this. They feel that he can be a key piece to surround people with Thomas and Cairo, because those are really the new faces, at least up front. And there's no doubt he has the talent. But their homework obviously tells them that whatever he is dealing with, that he's on the road to recovery and well worth another opportunity because you don't go there if you don't. But when you look at the whiteboard, he's a great fit for what they're trying to do. It may work, it may not, but that's how
1: I see it from a St. Louis perspective. Detroit will also retain 50% of that salary and they pick up a 2025. Seventh round draft pick. So very little acquisition cost there for St. Louis, and you uh you move on and uh try to Why wouldn't make you take it... a shot? If if that's the cost and you have some room. That, fits, that's that's right in with your core, like you mentioned.
0: That's what it's about. This is uh this is a very talented player. This is a player with some playoff experience and he's done well. Um I've always thought of him as underrated in terms of when he's been at his best he can skate he can be very diligent on the forecheck he can finish there's not really anything that he can't do which is why detroit went and got him in the first place they were looking to make him a big part and potentially i would say their first line left winger Mm -hmm. when the process started but logan as you know on this show There's more to being a good hockey player and what allows you to do that than just your skill set. If The mind is not right, or if the habits are not very good, that catches up.
1: The Vancouver Canucks, uh, who have been busy the last couple of weeks themselves, have been in on the action today, Peter. They've moved on former flame Curtis Lazar. He's off to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a fourth-round pick in 2024. Uh, That's an interesting move. Uh, a good depth move there for New Jersey. We've talked about it before here. Curtis, you know, obviously when he came into the league, had aspirations to find himself in the top six. That didn't work out for him. But since then, I think that's a guy, Lou, that's carved out a pretty good role for himself as a bottom six player in the He NHL. has, and he had to
0: reinvent himself. He had to change his expectations. I mean, I love him. He, he's one of my favorite people. Certainly coming up through the junior ranks and, you know, playing in a couple of world juniors was a huge piece of the last time the Western Hockey League won the Memorial Cup with the Edmonton Oil Kings, but he went too soon. He wasn't ready and he Mm. wasn't ready for the type of role. And even I would have missed on that one. I thought there was probably a chance not to be a first line guy, but certainly a second line guy, but New Jersey needs more of Curtis Lazar down in their lineup. He can win faceoffs. he kills penalties, and more importantly for them, as they try to grow their young group, he has some real great leadership ability, and there wouldn't be a team or a family anywhere that Curtis Lazar wouldn't fit, even though this has got to be hard. He's a product of Vernon, and I'm sure there was a lot to like for him and his family being in Vancouver. He was excited to be a connection. well, Well, sure, and that's exactly why. Grew up, guaranteed, probably his favorite team. And family and friends
1: close by, that always matters to people in in every walk of life. So Curtis Lazar off to New Jersey today as part of a trade with the Canucks. The Pittsburgh Penguins have made two separate transactions as well today, Peter. Acquiring veteran defenseman Dmitry Kulikov from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Brock McGinn. And a draft pick, Nick Bonino, also back in Pittsburgh Colors. A three-way trade with San Jose and Montreal. The Habs coming in there to pick up 50% of Bonino's salary. So the Penguins add a couple of veteran pieces. And they've been tinkering around the edges the last couple weeks as well. They have been tinkering around the edges. And here's a couple
0: of factors for me. Any team that involves Brian Burke... He doesn't like to see his group get pushed around, and at times this year that group's been pushed around. And beginning with Kulikov, they don't like their bottom pairing. They no. don't. They they have not been able to find synergy there. And in fact, um, Brian Dumoulin is playing better, but he's had a tough year, you know. And I've I've loved this guy. I thought he was a big. He's he's one of the better when he's right defensive. He's a guy who can truly defend elite-level people when he's right. But he's struggled. So, Logan, the more I'm around the game, watch the game, you just you cannot be tough enough at this time of year to play against and have enough good people. You need to be slotted well on defense. I believe in that. I don't care what your... I mean, I care what your groups of forwards do, and you have to probably... The more time goes on, have game breakers and what I call true elite level game changers mm-hmm. to probably win. But if you cannot check elite level people, it's gonna be really difficult. So, and and then the Benino factor is well, that's gonna be seamless. Been there, done that, won with them, knows the group. Knows the group. They know him. It'll be a seamless fit. He'll be excited. And so I really get it in their position is they're not the Calgary flames this year, but they've had some similar struggles there. Mm -hmm. Now injuries have factored in far more prominently than they have in Calgary, but they're, they're in that ground right now where they have been very true to Crosby as they should. He's still the most underpaid guy in the sport um, at 8.7. Malkin, the re-upping, LeTang. So, you know, they made a big commitment to those two guys in particular to keep the band together. The hard part about pro sports is when you have to break up the band. And we've seen that, as you know, because we talked about a huge band member in Los Angeles, in Jonathan
1: Quick, that now is in Vegas. Speaking of the LA Kings, they've made uh, two moves today. One, a minor league transaction with the Montreal Canadiens, and then uh, I should say they were part of that Bonino trade, retaining some salary there as well uh, for Montreal side of things. But the Kings also, a bit of an interesting move here, uh, switching some pieces around. Zach McEwen, acquired from the Philadelphia Flyers, that sees Brendan Lemieux and a fifth-round pick heading to the Philadelphia Flyers. It's an interesting move there to bring in McEwen. Speaking of toughness and some... Grit in your bottom six, McEwen certainly brings that. You know what McEwen can do, too? He gives you
0: another right-handed shot. Yep. And he can skate. Now, Brandon Lemieux, frankly, I know what happened there. His act grew thin. Yes. He's a lot. It's the best way to describe it. When he is on the line and not over the line, he can be a pesky, hard guy to deal with. The problem is he's always a hard guy to deal with. There are low-maintenance players in pro sports. There are high-maintenance players in pro sports. He is a high-maintenance guy, and frankly, he's not given them enough. I think that's a real upgrade. I do. And at some point, if he's interested, and John Tortorella might be the guy that helps him or ends it, I'm not <laughs> sure which, that's up to Brendan. Yeah. So if he wants to become a little more grown-up and take his quality assets and attributes to a more consistent and, frankly, grown-up level, then Philly might have something. But that's on him.
1: Fourth uh, NHL team by the age of 26 now for Brendan Lemieux. Do you need any more? Nope. Does that kind of produce lend itself to saying that
0: he doesn't fit very well? Why don't you fit well in groups? Because you're high maintenance, and if you're going to be high maintenance, listen. There's a lot you of better peop- There's a lot of people in life that are high maintenance, but you better bring it, mm-hmm. or people are going to go see you later. And there's been a lot of see you later. So he's still young, still time. They'll love him in Philadelphia. You know, he's he might as well go there with Philadelphia written right on his bloody forehead. He fits the
1: mold beautifully, but he needs to become a grown-up. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov finds himself on the move once more as well, Peter. That's uh, coming down uh, about a couple hours ago now. He was uh, acquired from San Jose in a trade with the Tampa Bay Lightning and some good asset management there from the San Jose Sharks. If you're not going to have him in your plans, Get what you can. They pick up a fourth-round pick in 2025 from Winnipeg. He joins uh, a Jets team looking to go back to the playoffs this year and some some good depth down the lineup for uh, for Winnipeg in that move. I want to begin
0: on this conversation with Mike Greer. Um, I got to know Mike pretty well in three years that I worked in television in Edmonton in the late 90s. And he is a very bright, cerebral guy. And uh, Mike Greer's father has quite a resume himself in the sport of football in management and evaluation positions. Mm -hmm. So he comes by it very honestly as a player. He was a hardworking guy who you never had to question. I really like what he's starting to do there. It's going to take time. Everybody knows that, but he's made some, he's made some shrewd smart decisions and, It is about accruing assets, if you're San Jose. In Winnipeg, they feel a little stuck. They're slumping a little right now. Rick Bonus has done wonders. I'm not sure I see them yet as a true, true contender. In fact, the Flames have a better chance today to catch Winnipeg than anybody else. So they needed a bit of an upgrade, and I'm not sure they're done either.
1: And how about we uh, we break our first trade uh, since you and I have joined the airwaves together? How about that? I like it. Uh, I like this move quite a bit. We'll get details in just seconds here. Uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Buffalo Sabres have hooked up for a deal, Lou. Mm-hmm. Jordan Greenway is now a member of the Buffalo Sabres. A 2023 second and a 2024 fifth round pick will return to Minnesota for Jordan Greenway, that just breaking uh, moments ago. Jordan Greenway from Minnesota to Buffalo for a second and a fifth round pick.
0: Okay, so for Kevin Adams, who I think, listen, he took a lot of criticism, but he has done a marvelous job starting to piece this team together from the back end out. And Jordan Greenway has, for me, been disappointing in the National Hockey League. Six-foot-four, rangy, can skate, plays with toughness. But what he has lacked is consistency. And the Buffalo Sabres have a lot of great things in their forward group. I don't think they have a Jordan Greenway. So Jordan has been talked about for probably the last three months. There was talk about him going to Vancouver. That was Mm -hmm. one of the places I had heard. Um, That obviously didn't transpire. So, you know, Bill Guerin, who I have all the respect for in the world, um, and he is not afraid to make hard decisions. Well, he just made a hard decision, and he got some pretty nice capital and assets in return as he looks to continue to try to build his team into a true Stanley Cup contender, which for me, they're not there yet.
1: But they're working on it. And it sounds as though the Minnesota Wild have found their forward replacement for Greenway uh, moments after sending him to Buffalo Lou. Uh, Shayna Goldman quick to uh, to tweet this one out. Uh, the Minnesota Wild acquiring Oscar Sundquist from the Detroit Red Wings as we speak. Whoa. So Greenway out to Buffalo. Sounds as though they will replace him with Oscar Sundquist. Uh, seven goals and 14 assists with Detroit this year.
0: Well, Sundquist is a great role player. He was a champion in St. Louis in 2019, Um, even in watching him this year at Scotiabank Saddle Dome. What Bill Guerin is going to get is what he wasn't getting with Jordan Greenway. Now, granted, he doesn't need from Oscar Sundquist what he was hoping to get in terms of where Sundquist is going to slot. He wants somebody to go out that he can rely on every night and knows what he's gonna get. And if Oscar Sunquist brings anything to the table, he brings speed, he brings grit. Another guy who has won a Stanley Cup, and Logan, if you remember, he played a pretty significant role in 2019 and sure St. Louis's great run first of the playoffs and then, you know, to knocking off the Boston Bruins in that fine, fine championship series. So for what they need, they want to be in the playoffs. That's really important in Minnesota to give some of their people even more of a taste and a feel. That's a big part. So that to me is an upgrade for them, especially right now. It's not long-term for me, but it's what they need right now. They, they wanted Jordan Greenway to be a star. That's what they wanted. And when they got him in the second round, I think they thought he had a chance. I know I did, watching him come through two world juniors, watching him play in the 2018 Olympics for the United States. Couldn't find consistency. They've got consistency in an older player in the right role in Oscar Sundquist.
1: And important to note in this as we go through these and go through these transactions, this is an important one for Minnesota as well, Lou. Sundquist is a pending UFA. Yes. Greenway still has contract years past this at $3 million, and Minnesota's still fighting that uphill battle coming from in the, the Souter world. and Parise buyouts, right? And that, that buyout, I believe, uh, gets worse for them beginning next year, which is unbelievable to say for a team that's already taking on as much as they are. Um, yeah, $14 million the next two years, going up from the $12 million on their cap already this year. So money going forward in the future is very important to them. It's incredibly important. and can you
0: add assets and more draft capital along the way? And, you know, if we get there, fine. If we don't, a different day, we will. Especially up front, Logan, this is a pretty deep draft. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, does it have a Conor Bedard in it? No. Outside of him. But up front, this is about as deep a draft as I can remember for a long time. I wouldn't say that about the defenseman in the draft, but I sure would say that through probably the first two rounds of the forwards, you might get a guy this year. I'll just give you one example. Braden Jaeger of the Moose Jaw Warriors. He might end up in and around 20 to 25. You're going to get a really good world-class type guy in Jaeger in that spot this year. So This is one year where, depending on what I have in my organization and what I need, especially if it's forwards, I'm not giving up anything in the first probably 50 picks if I don't have to.
1: So the two latest deals coming down uh, as we've spoken here, we were just going through all the list of trades that we've talked about today, and we finally got to break some ourselves. Jordan Greenway from the Minnesota Wild to the Buffalo Sabres. Minnesota then goes out and requires Oscar Sunquist from the Detroit Red Wings as details flow in on both of those deals. We will bring them to you. And, of course, as these deals go on, the insiders you know, continue to connect pieces as we get closer to that 1 p.m. mountain trade deadline. Uh, as these two deals have gone down, the two things that have come up, Darren Drager from TSN uh, has wondered about, uh, let me see here, Uh, The Detroit Red Wings joining Seattle in that push perhaps for James Van Riemsdyk. And uh, we've also heard a question from a couple of insiders whether the Minnesota Wild may still be interested in Brock Besser from the Vancouver Canucks now that they've opened up some future cap space. I think he would be the perfect fit there
0: in every way, shape, or form. So he needs a change. Um, lost his father in a long battle with health last year. Um, He's devastated, I guarantee you. He's still devastated. Minnesota is his home. I I don't think you could find a better fit. And to think about possibilities of even Kaprizov and moving forward with him as a left-handed forward and a right-handed finisher, not to say that Kaprizov can't finish. He just notched his thirty-eighth last night in Vancouver. He is a brilliant hockey player. Brilliant. Um, so on the personal side, I hope it works out for him. I really do. The the young man the young man could use a change and something to feel better about, and I do. I think I think it'll benefit the wild on the ice, maybe more than any other team
1: in a sense that will acquire him. Because I think he still needs time. We will monitor that situation and uh, many more across the league as we get into the final half hour uh, before the NHL's trade deadline on this 2023 season. The latest deals, Greenway to the Buffalo Sabres, Oscar Sundquist to the Minnesota Wild. We will be back after the break to continue our Sportsnet 960's trade deadline coverage. It's Logan Gordon and Pete Labardius along with you here on Sportsnet 960, the fan.
0: You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: 29 minutes to go before the NHL's 2023 trade deadline is officially here. And we have some Calgary Flames news to pass your way. Logan Gordon, Pete Labardius along with you. Uh, Much has been made, Lou, over the last few weeks that the Calgary Flames were one of the lone teams that hadn't Gotten involved in any way, shape, or form uh, to the trade frenzy that we've seen over the last little while, and hadn't uh, made a trade all season no, long. No, one of the few in the league to uh, I think to the hold only. that. To, I believe that they were yes, and the calendar. I know in the calendar month of uh, calendar year, excuse me, of 2023, uh, them and the Florida Panthers were the only two teams that hadn't. So uh, that has apparently changed. Uh, credit to Shayna Goldman of the Athletic, who has been all over. Uh, breaking trades this uh, week and continuing today. Uh, We just have a name reportedly right now, but it is Dryden Hunt in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization who has reportedly been traded to the Calgary Flames. We are still waiting on return in that deal. If there are more pieces, less pieces, I cannot tell you. Uh, But Lou, this is a six-foot forward from Cranbrook, BC. Three goals, zero assists in 37 games this year. Split between Colorado, New York, and the Toronto organization. Uh, this would be his fourth team in the 2022-23 campaign. Your initial thoughts uh, on this? Well, I'm incredibly familiar with this player. I
0: watched him a lot in his junior days in Regina Medicine Hat, and then in his player of the year season with the Moose Jaw Warriors where he was 58-58 and 58 for 116 points. He's a good skater. I think his greatest attribute is ability to shoot the puck. Now, at this point, he is what I would describe at the pro level as a tweener. So this is a player that I think gives you the versatility to do a couple of things. You can plug and play with him and see if maybe a change of scenery for a kid from Western Canada and a guy who has shown in the past at every level except this one that he can find the net. Now, you look at the teams he's been on, where has a spot been for him, Logan, to potentially get more ice time? You could maybe say in Florida in his time there, and the one year in Florida, it looked like he was going to get to a better place. But look who his last three teams have been. The Rangers, Colorado and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, there is no room at the inn on those teams for a guy who I would call, at this level, at best, a tweener between second and third line. He's 27, he's a UFA, and the other thing that he gives you, depending on how the Flames go about their business, Blake Coleman had a very telling line yesterday. He referred to his team as a really good team that doesn't yet know how to win. Well, this organization at virtually every level has not won anything for a long time. They have a very good team in the American Hockey League and the Calgary Wranglers. It will be highly beneficial to a number of their young players. And remember... Let's just say the Flames don't make the playoffs, or even if they do, and lose out in round one. You're going to have Jacob Pelche back in the American Hockey League. You're going to have those... Dennis Gilbert is going to go back, I would think, to the American Hockey League. So now you add another piece for them and a guy that, you know, you are in the market right now to give people chances who might be able to score. So. No, this isn't going to move the needle. If you've never watched this guy, which everybody who's going to chime in on the text line hasn't, well, I've watched this guy probably 50 times with my own eyes. Can I guarantee that he's going to be a regular in the NHL? No, I can't. Do I know that his best asset is his ability to shoot the puck? Yes, I can.
1: We appear to have a return... Uh, on the trade, per Darren Drager of TSN, Redeem Zahorna will go the other way. So, right now, uh, Shana Goldman first on it from uh, the Athletic. Dryden Hunt to Calgary in exchange for Redeem Zahorna. So, the Flames and Leafs hook up for a AHL transaction here. And interesting enough, because uh, the word you use, tweener there, Lou. Kind of where it was with Zahorna in a lot of ways, Completely. too. Right, he's twenty
0: six, if I remember correctly. Talking about Zahorna, he has had time in Calgary this year in the ten game neighborhood. Um, 26, you you're right. I've only really liked one game that he's played with the Calgary Flames, and I've said this about Zahorna a lot. I see a lot of Adam Ruzichka. And Radim Zahorna in the same vein. Lots of talent, lots of size. When they are invested and you know are engaged, they can be really good players. The problem is, I don't see enough of that. And you already have that player, a younger player with more upside. So again, when you're looking to build. It comes from a lot of places. Winning matters. And it doesn't matter, it does matter most where you win, but you have to teach people. So if this year, because of how turbulent, disappointing, frustrating, almost a year to kind of throw away, not quite yet, they're not out of this thing yet, but it's not trending very well. Well, I would sure like to give Jeremy Poirier Jacob Pelche, Connor Zeri, Dustin Wolf. Some of the best people at that level. Jan Kuznetsov. I'd sure like them to go on a long playoff run and see what it's like and go through it in order to add to their ability to understand what the playoffs are like. And you can't replicate the NHL playoffs. There's nothing like them. But... You know this. I'm a big believer. Guys who know how to win usually do it at every level. Every level.
1: So that is the move for the Calgary Flames right now. Of course, we'll still wait for these to be official, but uh, per Shayna Goldman and Darren Drager of TSN, Calgary Flames acquiring 27-year-old forward Dryden Hunt from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Redeem Zahorna, both of them. Set to be unrestricted free agents at the years, end, both of them currently with the AHL organization of the respective club. So we will wait and see uh, what the future holds for both of them, and we we'll also wait for that deal to become official, Lou. Uh, and while we were uh, in the midst of a Calgary trade for the first time this season, uh, our Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada has an interesting deal. Uh, James Van Reemsdike is on the move, Lou. He's heading to the Detroit Red Wings.
0: Headed to the Detroit Red Wings.
1: Yes. An interesting move there. They moved out Sunquist a little bit earlier, as you heard us discuss, to Minnesota, and now uh, also moved out Varana today as well. Mm-hmm. So a couple forwards out for uh, for Detroit's crew. And uh, James Van Riemsdijk, the veteran forward, uh, finds himself a new home. He's joining Steve Yzerman's crew in Detroit. And his deal will expire, I believe, at the end of the year.
0: Yes. Final year of that five-year year of- contract. So... He's now up for addition for Steve Iserman. He'd like some more in his top six if Van Riemsdyke can be that type of player. I'll be honest, I've never been a big fan. Really? Nope, have never been a big fan. I just have never felt like when it really mattered the most that he was going to deliver. The numbers have always been pretty good for him. I just... I never have come away watching a game that he played in and went, I love this guy. Do I like him? Do I appreciate him? Yes. Do I think about his skill set when he came in as the number two overall pick in the draft? He's had a good career. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 100%. And Detroit is an up-and-coming, growing team that needs good veterans. To help fill holes and steer the ship. So it'll be up to James Van Riemsdyk in the last 20, 21 games of Detroit season to see whether he's a fit. And the good thing for Detroit will be, they won't be paying him $5 million to stay. So that's how I no. look at that situation. Now, maybe they will, but he's going to have to show them. And I, I'd never sign him for more than two years at this point of his career. I just wouldn't.
1: No, he's kind, of, and he's kind of at that spot too, where I think it's, I think it might be year by year, maybe two years closing in on that for me. You know what I mean? Especially, mm-hmm. you know, the skating's never been a strong suit for him, but it's one of those things that slowed him down a bit. He's still been effective enough when it comes to putting up goals and being a net front guy. That's what he's always been. Uh I am curious about the fit for Detroit. Feels like a bit of a buyer's move in there and they're in a bit of a you know an interesting spot in the east. We've talked about how crowded it is for those final wild card spots, but that's an interesting move from their perspective. But again,
0: Logan in all sincerity, um and I'm going to try and explain this the best I can and quickly. It's not always just about now. It's about now and in the future. Yep, very fair. So Steve Eiserman, trust me, is already thinking about next year, the year after that, and the year after that. This guy knows how to build a championship team. So everything needs to fit. So each and every year, you try to build your team in a way that this guy's going to be on your first line for now, this guy second, this guy third. And then on top of that, do I have those people in my organization that either have the capability, i.e., look in Detroit at Jonathan Berggren out of Sweden, second-round pick, has really come into his own. Sometimes, Logan, a big part of building the puzzle is do not put players and young players in roles and spots that they're not ready for. So a James Van Riemsdyk, even in the last 20 games of this season for them can go into a top-six spot, in a sense, replacing Verana, who they had different hopes for, for now, to then allow replacements and progression of even the guy that I just talked about, who I think is getting closer to being potentially a top-six guy, especially now that Bertuzzi is gone and Verana is gone, and they have a lot of draft capital in. A what heavy draft? forwards?
1: Yeah. It's all (laughs) about the puzzle. And uh, while the insiders are are over that uh, Detroit Philly trade, it sounds as though there is another move coming from Detroit. Oh, stunner. So we're going to have to, uh, it's getting done. We're not getting ahead of ourselves by any means, but uh, a few people have noted that perhaps before the JVR move comes in, Detroit is doing something else that will have to be finalized first. So I'll uh, wait and are see. Are they approach. maybe flipping him to Vegas for money? Uh, it was. You know what? It was kind of my first thought. Well, absolutely. was, I wonder if Steve couldn't get him and find a partner in the next 20 minutes to, to ship him off to for uh, some sort of asset for their own. Well, it makes a lot more sense for him in a place like Vegas than it does Detroit.
0: But I can understand how he would be used and viewed because I just laid out the reasons mm-hmm. as to why, if he stays. But my gut would tell
1: me that that's not done yet. So we'll uh, we'll wait on that one. We do have our first Flames trade of the day, perhaps our only one. We're about 15 minutes away from the NHL's trade deadline, in case you missed it. Uh, Shayna Goldman of The Athletic, uh, along with Darren Dreger of TSN, uh, giving us the details that the Leafs and Flames have hooked up for a trade, Dryden Hunt to Calgary in exchange for Redeem Zahorna, both of them unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. And a quick reminder that the fan feedback line is open to you, 960-960, whenever you want to chat. Uh, Hockey, Flames Hockey, trade deadline, all of it, uh, it's open to you. Uh, We will talk about uh, some of the trades that came in here, Lou, or some of the texts that came in here, Lou, as we were uh, announcing the Dryden Hunt one. Uh, so we we got it as it came in We were, we were talking JVR for a minute there But uh, thank you everyone on the text line pointing out We did get the hype one in there so we're good to go um, Here we go 960960 uh, This one says I'm so tired of this organization We're heading back to the years of being mediocre A good team that doesn't know how to win Just choose the path, either go all in Sell off the team and rebuild I'm, twi- I'm tired of this in between From the team at all times I feel like a lot of people feel that way sometimes, Lou, and that's a fair, fair one. Um, I think as we expected, a lot of you know sarcasm from the uh the, the text line when it comes to Dryden Hunt. Um this one says, Wow, what a blockbuster for the flames. I'm a little bit sarcastic, but what do you expect after a year like this? Yeah, like I mean it's not an it's not a needle mover for a lot of people, Lou. It's not
0: Well, it and it's not intended to be a no. needle mover. This this isn't a team in a needle mover spot. And I don't know how to say this as kindly as I can. Just because you have a couple of good regular seasons in the last few doesn't mean as a group you've really moved the needle. Mm-hmm. Playoff success on a regular basis moves the needle, at least for me. Not regular season success. But for those who are upset and stuck about being in the middle, ask yourself this question. Are you really patient enough in 2023 to take it to the ground? Or closer to the ground? But Logan, you can't. You can't do it. You've invested too much in too many veteran places and people have to come to terms with the fact that it's not a straight line in the building process it's not a straight line in and including me it's a reminder one season is never unto itself This team has not ever proved, and I've been here for a long time, Mm -hmm. that they are what I would call an elite team. They're not there. You don't get to be an elite team unless you get off the roller coaster. And this team basically has a pattern. One good season, one not-so-good season. One good season, one not-so-good season. And even in a Western conference... Winning season in 2018-2019, how many playoff games did they win against Colorado? One. One. One versus eight. One. So who was really the team, as things have progressed, that was more in a window to be closer to win? Calgary or Colorado? Colorado. Not even close. So you can't. You can't just focus on what used to be. You have to focus on what is. And what is for this organization is they got hit in the mouth twice last summer. And this general manager, who still does not have a deal, did his very best in recouping assets. It hasn't fit yet. Yet it's It's not been a good year, and there's lots of different reasons. But it's not done. And I have no trouble saying this. Everybody within the Flames organization, what really has to happen is where are you going next? Who's truly in control of making the player personnel decisions, and until ownership is which is where it all starts is on board with the general manager and the general manager and the coach see players and see the direction the same way you're not getting there you're not going there and you can look at players differently but your philosophy of where your team is or where it isn't and then you have to factor in this It's 2023. I do not talk to anybody in hockey, old, young, in the middle, who, when I ask them, tell me that players are not different in the last 10 years. They are. People are different. Mm -hmm. 30-year-olds are different today. 20-year-olds are different today than they were 10 and 20 years ago. Sorry, that's reality.
1: Uh, Before we uh, continue here, Lou, one thing that's been brought up on the text line pretty consistently, and I'll, I'll ask it to you because that's what the text line's asking me to do. Absolutely. Would you like to see Dryden Hunt get some NHL action with the Flames before the year's out? Can I see Dryden Hunt a couple of times
0: with my own eyes? And here's how I always will answer this question. You ice your best lineup as an NHL team until you are out of the race. So if the Flames in practice or in some American League games feel like he is an upgrade on the people that you put on the ice, absolutely, I want to see him. And when the day comes, if it comes in the next 20 games where they are no longer a part of the playoff equation, absolutely, I want to see him in the lineup. And in a... Probably a at least top nine role. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. I want to see him play with good players.
1: So that's the latest. The, the Calgary Flames have made a deal today. Dryden Hunt acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Vadim Zahorna uh, and Lou. As we were, we initially broke that. We then got another piece of news about JVR heading to the Detroit Red Wings. The breaks have gone full stop on that. <laughs> by the way, okay. Um, Elliot Friedman um, backing off on that when He was the first with it, but a number of insiders, including uh, Chris Johnston and others, have said, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So uh, we, we talked about it. If it does happen, we've, we've said our piece on it. But as of right now, uh, sounds like you're going to pull the brakes back on GVR to the Detroit Red Wings. Something has come up uh, since the initial reporting of that. And uh, it's not sounding like... As of right now, again, things can change. We are seven minutes-ish away from the deadline. And as we know, Lou, you only have to have the call placed with Central Registry before the deadline. Deals will continue to trickle in after. They always do. Uh, They'll trickle in for the
0: next two hours. And we
1: are literally, by my clock,
0: seven minutes away from the actual deadline. So you... You're probably we are probably going to get somewhat of a flurry of activity, certainly in the
1: last hour that you and I are on together. So uh, pull back on the JVR front. Uh, you're not pulling back on the Dryden Hunt to the Calgary Flames one. That uh, one sounds like it's uh, as good as done, and uh, we'll wait and see. We are expecting to hear from the general manager of the Calgary Flames at some point this afternoon, and we will see uh what uh, his thoughts have been on the trade deadline if there's more to come for his group over the next little bit and we will uh effort our best to have that live for you here on SportsNet 960 the Fan and get you the latest uh from the GM so busy day so far Lou Flames have finally made a trade and um the text line was uh, was loving your uh your recent uh you know your words about you know where you are as an organization and where you want to see yourself as a team. And, and I think you make a lot of good points. And I think it's, it resonates with a lot of people. Because I think a lot of people feel that way right now about this group.
0: But the other thing that I've talked about. And I haven't today. So I'll do that. Is everyone in this market. Team players. Broadcasters. And especially fans. Are very emotional. And for good reason. They're disappointed. They're heartbroken. There are no real answers. If I've learned anything in 57 years of life, do not make big, rash decisions in emotional times. I'm going to back off. So I'm not doing anything big until I really have a chance to understand and truly and properly investigate and get to answers as to why this has not gone the way many people thought it would, including
1: the guy across the room from you. He is Peter Labardi. the color voice of the Calgary Flames. I am Logan Gordon along with you. Our special trade deadline edition of Sportsnet today. We are about five minutes away from officially ringing the bell on this year's trade deadline. Uh, We were going to keep it locked with you here, Lou, and right up until one o'clock, we'll take you right up to deadline before we take our next break here. And, uh, see what comes in the next couple of minutes. Um, this is an interesting one that we've seen on the text line as well, 960960, where your feedback, questions, comments, concerns are always open on the show. Um, talk about the Horna's time here in Calgary. It was an interesting one, Lou, to look back on because he came in at such an interesting time for this group where I think everybody was a little frustrated that nothing had worked for that quote-unquote top six forward. For the group. It was an interesting waiver claim from Pittsburgh. He's, like we've mentioned the term a couple times, he's a kind of an in-betweener. You hoped that maybe he would take that next step with the Flames organization. Never really happened for him here. Well, it hasn't happened for him yet anywhere. No. And that's the part that you need to
0: understand. Logan, in sports, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. We have another Flames trade to announce. Uh, Elliot Friedman. From Hockey Night in Canada, uh, Leafs. Or excuse me, the Flames and the Arizona Coyotes hooking up for a deal. Lou,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Troy Stetcher, a member of the Calgary Flames.
0: Troy Stetcher, a member of the Calgary Flames.
1: Defenseman coming no, in. No,
0: I, I know it well. I'm just. No, not... no, I, I, I'm you not. Go this ahead. Is,
1: believe me, this is for the listeners. It's not for you, sir. Okay. I, I promise you that.
0: No, you go ahead. Troy Ke-
1: Stetcher, a right shot defenseman. Uh, who is a UFA at the end of this year. He's 28 years old, currently on a salary of $1.25 million, uh, a native of Richmond, British Columbia, former Canuck, as you will remember, spent some time in the Red Wings organization uh, and the Kings last year, joining them for a playoff push, uh, signed with Arizona in the offseason. 61 games this season four Stetcher, zero goals and seven assists to go 29 Penalty minutes, so another right shot defenseman coming to the Calgary Flames.
0: Uh, Depending on what they had to give up to get him, I really like it because you know I have felt this team has needed another defenseman all year. And after watching again last night, which was frustrating as all get-out for me for one reason, Troy Stetcher isn't going to necessarily again be a needle mover you need guys who can potentially make some plays. And he plays very hard, always has. You know what you're gonna get, and he's a right handed shot. So maybe now, and I don't think Michael Stone's coming back anytime. No but, but but I do think that he gives you a bit of a different dimension back there with Nikita Zadorov when you're gonna pair those two guys together. Lefty, righty, um, You know, Stetcher, I thought he was excellent in the series last year for Los Angeles against the Edmonton Oilers. He had his best stretch of hockey all season long in that series. I believe he had four or five points in that best-of-seven affair that went the distance. I know he made one of my all-time favorite plays at a world championship a couple of years ago in Latvia that he still can't believe he made set up Andrew Mangiapane for a game winner in overtime against whatever the Russians were calling themselves in that particular tournament. So he's a veteran guy, gives you stability, and he's in for me tomorrow
1: right away. Right away. I can't confirm it, but I believe Stetcher has ties to the Calgary area. I believe he has family here, Lou. Uh, uh, Being a BC boy, I believe he's got connections to the city Which is interesting to note as well for a guy who's a pending UFA Uh, So Troy Stetcher, right shot defenseman from the Arizona Coyotes As we're just about to reach the deadline here No word yet uh, on a return to Arizona in that one But now uh, two moves for the Calgary Flames Dryden Hunt from Toronto and Troy Stetcher from Arizona Well, I like the stature move. I really do. Because
0: you don't want to throw in the towel. And I think this team needed another defenseman desperately. Desperately to give them a little different look, different feel, a righty-lefty combination. Now there's lots of different ways you can go, again, with your pairings. So I like it. He's a veteran guy was a good playoff performer, and so if it's a late-round pick, I have no issue with that whatsoever, and who knows? Who knows if you find a place for him next year? This organization right now does not have a lot of right-handed defensemen in the wheelhouse and in their system. For me, they're two best defensemen as far as NHL products or prospects are Jeremy Poirier, who I'd love to get a look at if and when the Flames are in a spot where they're not in. And he's farther back for me, but Jan Kuznetsov is the other. And he's left-handed. They're both left-handed. Poirier could be, could, and he's made some strides. This team could desperately use someone who could run a power play at the highest level.
1: We have uh, officially hit this year's trade deadline. Woo-hoo. We have uh, we have done it. Congratulations, everyone! You survived another trade season. But we're not done yet. Well, we're not even close. Not to even being close. Done. We've got two flames deals, so you know we're going to be going over those uh, in depth here on Sportsnet 960. We've got Lou for another hour, and as we've mentioned, the news does not stop simply because we have hit 1 p.m. As long as a trade call was placed with NHL Central Registry before the deadline, it has a chance to go through and be accepted. So we've got time here to go through the Flames with two moves so far. Dryden Hunt from Toronto, Troy Stetcher from Arizona. We need to take a break. We'll come back on the other side, dive back into these deals. We'll see if we got your return on the Stetcher deal as well, but keep it locked right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.